I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with John Hoche performing in Poor Yellow Rednecks at Manhattan Theater Club's production at City Center. Greetings. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, well, thanks for spending the time with us. And we're going to talk about this young Vietnamese family attempting to put down roots in Arkansas, of all places. Mm-hmm. Now, a mom and a dad balance big hopes and low wages while circumstances threaten to pull them apart. And playwright Kui Gwyn is well known as a screenwriter for Marvel and Disney. The two of you have worked together for 10 years. How did uh, you find your way into his world? Uh, we've actually, uh, I, I think it's it's close to going almost to to 15 to 20 years. Uh, we've oh, got uh, wow. quite a long, uh, quite a long relationship uh, as collaborators in theater. Um, it just so happened that once upon a time, I, you know, was a young, younger actor in New York and I had auditioned for a show for his uh, downtown theater company called Vampire Cowboy Theater Company. And they were doing a very cool uh, show called Fight Girl Battle World, which is like a, it was like a space comedy. And it's, it was something that was in a, you know, wheelhouse of mine being a kind of a, a geek and a nerd and loving Star Wars and Marvel Comics myself and right up my alley. And we really hit it off and just started kind of constantly working together from that point on. Uh, and now we're here, you know, almost 20 years later, uh, you know, working at uh, Manhattan Theater Club off Broadway with Poor Yellow Rednecks. Incredible. Did you have to audition? For this show? Uh, it was kind of because this is a sequel to a prior play that Kui Gwyn had written called Via Gone, which had premiered um, maybe seven years ago. It was a co-production between South Coast Rep and Manhattan Theater Club. Um, I had been in that production. And this is kind of, you know, this is the sequel to that. So uh, Manhattan Theater Club was very interested in kind of using uh, as many as the original cast from Via Gone into this to kind of have that organic transition from one play to another. So uh, very thankfully, I was I didn't have to audition for this play, and it's really beautiful and lovely to kind of create create the next level for the characters I played in Via Gone in this play now, as well as seeing some of the other actors that are returning kind of evolve as well. Right. The the main character you play is Nan, but you also play so many others. Will you give us some insight into the development of that character, but the others as well? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Nyan is an actual uh, person in Kui Gwyn's life as a child. He really was mm. his father's best friend. And they, uh, you know, they were in the Vietnamese Air Force together. They were heli- helicopter pilots together mm. and they came over. And they um, they were refugees from the fall of Saigon, and so initially I have you know the idea that this is a real person, but it's also a real person from the memory of Kui Gwen, the playwright. So we had a lot of fun, kind of crafting what he remembered of of Nian, and uh, and we kind of went from there. He's also kind of you know, the brother in arms to his, his father. He's a little bit of the, the more comedic side of the play. 
So uh, I had a lot of fun with that, um, kind of having that background from the previous plays I've done with Kui. Um, and then as far, you know, in, in, in those previous plays as well, I kind of became one of the utility uh, cast members who could play multiple characters. Like every scene, I'm just like, if I'm not on stage, I'm quick changing and turning into a different character for the next scene. So he wanted to really use uh, my strengths as well in, in the play as well. So that's kind of how that all came about. Mm-hmm. I love that that evolution. Um, the title of the play and the extraordinary artwork are both so powerful. Mm. What was your reaction to seeing the show poster the first time? I really loved it. I was, it was, it's, it's, it, it tells a lot, you know, there is like, there's a bit of, because it is this beautiful drawing, there's a, there's a little bit of a comic book aspect to it, which a lot of people have said uh, is kind of imbued in Quiguin's writing. Um, and, but it's, uh, I don't know, it's so elegant to me that, it's it, it is like a bit of an evolution from uh, the previous play. The, uh, if I recall the poster for the first Via Gone at, at Manhattan Theater Club, it was just um, it was because that 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 play was more of a road trip. So it was a, a handlebars of a motorcycle because Nyan and Quang were kind of driving um, like across country in that play. And you didn't see any of the characters. So now to kind of have go from that to this very cool American Gothic-esque um, drawing of, you know, like an Asian American man and an Asian or, or an Asian man and an Asian woman kind of being in America uh, and kind of like they've set down roots. You know, you're, you were no longer on a moving motorcycle. We are now set down in Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's it's just a wonderful, wonderful poster. I really love it. Mm -hmm. I, I love that image, how you describe it. So working with comic book and action movie influences, I can imagine that it could be challenging in the context of a straight play. Is your character affected by the influences and, and how do you manage that? Yeah, definitely. I think that... Um, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things about Quigrin's uh, writing is, yeah, he is very much influenced by uh, movies, television, and comic books. And with that, you know, um, I think transitions are really in important because in movies, you can just cut to a new scene. In, you know, in a comic book, you just go to the next panel or you, or you turn a page. So pacing is very important. And I think the way that Quig writes you kind of have to have this breakneck speed going into one scene to another. So if you are stuck in the transition, you kind of lose that momentum. So it does take a lot of endurance and, and energy. And like, you're going to have to maintain a high energy as you're going through the entire play. Um, when I do a Queen Gwyn play, I know that from the get go from my, once I start, it doesn't stop until, until we're able to take our final bow. Um, and it's just high impact, high energy, but never forfeiting the like the, what's happening in the scenes. There's a lot of moving, powerful things that happen in within the scenes, and then we have to just have those transitions to the next one go very quickly. Mm -hmm. Now, you as an actor had unique experience bringing iconic characters to life, like King Kong, 
Yes, yes. Spider in the Life of Pi. Audrey mm -hmm. Two in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Each one is so different. Will you give us a little lesson about how you do that in the sophisticated world of extraordinary puppetry? Well, I think first and foremost, you treat them as an actor mm. and you treat and you treat the character with the same respect and dignity that you would any other character that you're you're doing. Um and you kind of think about well, what are their what are their impulses? What are what are their needs? What are their obstacles? Mm -hmm. And then you kind of have to also take into consideration the world in which they're living. Whereas, if you are Audrey II, you are a uh, you know you are a bloodthirsty man eating plant from space, <laughs> and you're and you're in a wonderful doo-wop musical. So the level of reality in which that creates, you have a certain leeway of, of, you know, where, how big you can be, how small you can be. Um, whereas, you know, um, for example, um, in war horse was another a show that it did. It's a very serious, uh, beautiful story about a boy and a horse that takes place during world war one. And it is, uh, the reality is that it's trying to be as realistic as possible. So, uh, Joey, who is the main horse in that uh, play, you know, can't talk and can't dance and can't be dog-like, which sometimes when you have these like boy and a animal story, it kind of just defers to like a boy and a dog, really. So there you have to treat the horse like a horse and be a horse. Um, so that's kind of where I start is what is the reality in which I live in? And what are the obstacles and needs of a character? Fascinating. Another hat that you wear in this production is that of fight captain. And I can imagine you're quite busy in that role. Will you describe it to us and the responsibilities and if there's any conflict between that and the work that you do as an actor? Um, yeah, absolutely. So a fight captain uh, for a show is is the is the person that is in charge of maintaining the fights to make sure that they continue to be up to what we have set uh, in rehearsals and the early performances, making sure that everything is safe first and foremost. And then also as, you know, as we continue along with the performance, we will have our understudies uh, come in and they're rehearsing as we speak. And I'm, I'm the, the person that will teach the fights to the, the understudies and also you know, if, you know, things, ha things come, come up, like maybe there might be a small injury or, you know, if someone's like uh, back is hurting them, then I, I'm the one who has the authority to modify a fight that's happening in the show to make sure that that actor doesn't injure themselves further. But then again, everyone is safe and it's, um it's wearing a lot of hats. It's, it's, you have to kind of take off the actor hat and put on the fight captain hat. Um, and the, the wonderful thing about the company that we have, all the actors um, have such wonderful respect and admiration for each other that when I am, when I do have to put on the fight captain hat, um, you know, there's no question. And uh, we, they, they're uh, very open to any kind of uh, direction I have to give them. Uh, how great. And you have so many different aspects of a professional life brought into this one play. I'm so grateful to you to let us 
understand it all a little bit better. Thank you. John. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm Lauren Schneider with John Hoche performing in Poor Yellow Rednecks, produced by the Manhattan Theatre Club. Thank you.